So, what do you think then? Well, you know, it's a bit concerning. I mean, someone's been playing about here. Look at this. Look at it. Even think things we played. Look at that. Look at the state oh, of that. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I look at this as well. Think things we watched. Even. Yeah, I, I I knew it was going to be a big a big task when 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 I called you out. I mean, I've never heard things we listened to quite like it. Oh, I'm 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 sorry. Is it is it going to be is it going to be? Well, I mean, luckily you've got a couple of skits in here. Yeah. And uh, I see you've got a couple of queer trans ladies over there. So uh, yeah, I think we should be able to sort you out with queer and pleasant strangers. Oh, thank goodness. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Iris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and have a catch-up and do skits and the such. How are you doing, Jane? I'm alright. You seem to be doing well. I'm alright. I've gone tits out. I mean, everyone's got to record a podcast now and then that's tits out. At least. Yeah. I've I've done a couple of nude podcasts before. Occasionally there'll be one like, ah, can you hear the tone in my voice that I'm wearing no clothes? Can you hear from the tone of my voice that I am Nikki? <laughs> How are you doing this week? I'm alright, it's my anniversary. She's three. Three, heck! Three. Yeah, it, it's not until you mentioned that that I realised that, like, yeah, yeah, no, my, my mine's coming up in the summer as well. I'll be, what, four in the summer? Yes. Yeah, goodness. <laughs> nice choice of words there. <laughs> coming up in the summer. Yeah, still there. Uh, Still, still a fan, and you haven't yet gone. Oh no, the the transphobes were right. I regret everything. I don't think I will ever be allowed to say that, or able to say that the transphobes were right. I I mean, I don't think they'll ever give me cause for that. <laughs> yeah, as as someone who is in that same sort of ballpark of uh, of of crotch age, no longer a ballpark, I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, zero zero regrets. Uh, hashtag no regrets. Uh, ha- hashtag no regrets. Other than maybe I can't pee standing up, and that's occasionally inconvenient. Get a shiwi. I know, but that's that's you know uh, hygiene. What? It's slightly more work. <laughs> it's slightly less convenient to pee standing, and yeah, that but... is literally o- the only thing I've ever missed. What's worse though, not being able to pee standing up or ball sticking to your leg. Well, sticking to that is pretty bad. Right? But, like, I, I don't know. There's definitely been... There's definitely been times where, like, Pride, for example, where it's like, it'd be really convenient to just go pee behind a bush. I mean, I have done that at Pride. I mean, I've done that at Pride, but, like, it, it's more work. So, I'm, anyway. I'm tired this week. <laughs> it's my first week back at work, Aww. and I forgot that doing doing a job is tiring. I took some time off and now I'm sleepy. I took some time off too. I took two days off from from my day job to sit to do down, other work to, to to sit down for like nearly twenty hours in the last two days trying to finish off Festi Quest. Yeah, you did the thing that I did last February. The I'm going to take time off work to, to sit and do some work. Yeah, take <laughs> like time off of normal work to do slightly different work. Yeah, to do to do work that you wanted to get done. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to to give that a play. Well, you can play with it whenever you get a chance. To. Indeed. Shall we talk about things we've played this week? Because that's other, usually other where we start. Coding. So yeah, do you want to tell us about your coding first, then, for our played section? Yeah, I did. I did the thing. 
Uh, you I... made that that game what you've been making. I've been making the game for about nine months now, I realise. And That's... I remember right at the beginning I was like, yeah, it shouldn't be more than a month. <laughs> matter of, a matter of days this is, I've done all the work already. And then I actually started coding it. And yes. And then I ran into some snags with my story and, and how to do some of the things. And my copy of the program glitched out. So yes. I lost a really important thing from the standard library. So I Yeah, you were trying to do something and it was telling you to like put the item on something. The item is neither on something nor in something. It's like, no, we just you could just pick it up off the floor. It's that that that's fine. No, I want it to be on something. Or in something. Or in something. But no, it's uh it's <laughs> finally sorted. <laughs> hmm. So I've got that doing, and then like I learnt how to do events this week. Yeah. Um. So like keeping track of like how long something's been. So mm. I won't spoil anything. But for <laughs> anyone who is a Patreon supporter, they will get a copy of that soon. Heck. And for everyone else, it'll be like three months. What later. was the What was the program you you did? The... I used to drift. And and it was it it's a text adventure in a drift. It is a text adventure in a drift. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a text adventure about me waking up naked in the woods. <laughs> Uh, and trying to get home, and then pack everything for, to go to a festival. Yeah. So you, you were telling me about a drift, like one of the big problems with it is the person who made it doesn't work on it anymore, and no. as such, if you come across a bug, it's like, yep, that's just there forever now. Pretty much. Uh, although the, 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 the fans have done things, there well, are uh, yes. like fan updates to the standard library. Yeah, but uh, he, he, yeah, it doesn't look like the original person's coming back anytime soon. But I think their last update is around four years mm. ago. There were a couple of issues you came across that just had no fixes. Yeah, and uh, and and it's a drift five, so it's like it's it's a a good and and fairly feature complete system. There, there, there's a few things I was like, I would really like just just some simple functionality. Yeah, which is simple from a sort of coding point of view, but it's not something I guess that I thought was necessary for an end user doing this kind of work. Yeah. <laughs> so, having finished now, like, would you make another game in a drift, or would you want to try a I, different tool? I think I would want to make my own engine. Okay. Just because I would have more control over it. Yeah. I think. The... How, how daunting is the prospect of making your own engine? <laughs> I mean, I used to make text adventures all the time when I was a kid, and that was only using go-to commands because I didn't know how to go sub. So yeah, I mean, I I can make it work with endless lines of repeated code, but yeah, I mean, text adventures aren't the hardest things in the world, and these days I think I would be better at doing it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, it's it's kind of been fun. The yeah. writing was certainly fun. Hmm. And sometimes sort of going, there is a technical limitation here, how can I rewrite this thing? Yeah. And then coming up with an idea specifically related to that, and that being quite fun. And then just all the sort of typical, it's an adventure game type ridiculousness, like, I'm carrying a mattress around. Don't ask me where I'm putting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Lots of things to, to look at, like every piece of inventory has some random text assigned to it. <laughs> Not entirely random, just ridiculous. Just silly. It's it's all very silly. I mean, just the, the talking squirrels and the badgers and the, the penguins that live in the freezer. Yeah. Careful, they're doing research. Very important, <laughs> delicate research. Oh, heck. Mm. I'm excited. You're in it too. I, I saw on the screen of items, I saw my name somewhere and was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what am I doing? Working for most of it. Oh, am I? Am I being a? Is this imitating life? I'm being boring and doing all the work. No, not being boring. <laughs> but you know, having your own adventure. <laughs> but yeah, um, you do spend most of it in the office working. <laughs> it sounds like you're podcasting for a considerable amount of it. I mean, that's pretty true to life. <laughs> I am always podcasting all of the time during the day and the night. And all hours. Right, I, that, I mean, that is all true. I'm a living podcast. <laughs> You're a sexy podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm ready for that to be finished because that's kind of been hanging over me a bit. Yeah, it's it's nice to be like uh, it's going out the door now, and it, it it's it's done. Dot dot dot. Enough. Yeah. So it's, it's with my playtest. I will check for like grammatical errors. Yeah. Those will get fixed, but there are some things that are just not going to work ever. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> the, the, the game is completable, as you saw. Yeah. We, we, I, I walked in as you you hit the, the, the completion screen. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Yay. So, yeah, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, We played a thing together. We played some D&D. We did play some D&D. Well... Uh, well, we played a, a, a tabletop. We, we played a t- we played a tabletop thing that was sort of loosely based in D and D rules, but not in setting. Um, so for anyone who listens to the Adventure Zone, uh, a little while ago they did a one shot live show uh, that they called Dadlands, <laughs> and the general conceit is it's a world where all of the 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 women and the children have vanished. It is just dads left, and. They had to go on a silly adventure with a tribe of, of dad stereotypes to... Uh, what was it they had to do in, in, in the first one? Oh, they had to find the remote for the big TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked this setting and concept. So I took the basic premise and ran a little one-shot for us at home where we did our own dad lads advent- Dadlands adventure. Dadlands. Um, where a bunch of dad stereotypes had to find out who had messed with the thermostat. The world was getting warmer. Someone touched the thermostat. The, the, the dad senses were tingling. Um, it was it was a fun little two-hour silly story we did. It was fun and silly. Uh, what what were our dad stereotypes? You were uh, Clive. I was I was Clive, conduit of beige, the fishing dad. Yes, a very forgettable dad. Very forgettable. Uh, got left behind by the other dad several times. Uh, yeah, we, we, we had a mechanic that we didn't explain to the non-U players initially. Where they had to roll with disadvantage to see whether they would notice that Clive wasn't in the car. Uh, so they got like four hours down the road, and I kept going like, "Okay, Clive, what are you up to? Oh, I'm just sitting reading my magazine. I'm just sitting here reading my copy of the uh, Angling Times." Indeed, and eventually it's like, "Oh, you need someone to help you get through that puzzle." Oh, oh, you notice you don't have Clive. Let's go back and get Clive. I was at home feeding Millicent and preparing <laughs> myself a nice thermos of Bovril. Uh, but yeah, we had that. We had a dad who was basically the Mandalorian, but swap out, um, <laughs> swap out Baby Yoda. For for a for a raccoon in a in, in a baby bjorn a raccoon with a taste for blood yes uh we had midlife crisis dad yes. who accidentally stumbled upon his ex-husband yeah. and had to deal with oh oh no oh no i want him to think i'm cool but i've i've become a meme spouting midlife crisis and we had Kyle the wants to speak to your manager ah uh, yes um Mr. Karen. Mr. Karen. <laughs> yes, who 
gave some very impassioned speeches about why they should be allowed to do things. I, I liked that you were, were getting um, Kyle to not have to do roles, but oh, just do yeah. the impassioned speech. Well, this I'll... is it. I, I, you can do roles for some things, but for the impassioned speeches, no. You give me the speech... Um, it is a success. <laughs> Role play, it, it? yeah, yeah. Um, it was really fun. Yeah. I really liked my. Uh, I really liked the villain we had. <laughs> uh, the the person who it turns out had messed with the thermostat. Whom would dare? I I yeah. I I like that. The group playing picked up on who the villain was at just the right moment. Yeah. Just when I wanted them to pick up on what was happening. Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm like, yeah, you did good. Yeah, you did. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. And I, I like I like the working in broad silly stereotypes of the whole thing. I'd, I'd be up for doing another Dadlands at some point. Uh, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing some more Surviving Mars. How is Mars doing? Uh, I'm, it's It's... <laughs> I've gotten to a point where it's sort of survivable, but at the same time, like, I, I I have found a couple of times, like, from my save, if I've not sort of fully remembered exactly what I was doing, which is, like, never, because I'm me, um, <laughs> like, it'll be like, oh, you've completely run out of something. I, I what? Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, everyone's dying, are they? Um, and I've got no money left. Whew! Uh, But I have just uh, got uh, deep excavation and deep uh, water drilling, so Mm. I can can get more stuff out of the ground that lasts longer than five seconds. Yeah, I did watch you having that panicked moment of reloading a save because you're like, where's all the water gone? Where's all the water gone? Everyone's dying of no water. Everyone's dying of no water and I can't... I, I, I ran out of machine parts so all of my drones just weren't working. Yes, so you couldn't even build a thing to fix your water problem. No. Yeah, that was a problem. Um, that, that was a big problem. <laughs> that was a very, very large problem. A problem that I had. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sort of eventually managed to get everything kind of worked out. Everything sort of working again and back on an even keel. Didn't have a huge amount of time for for playing games this week though. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what I got. What else? What else do you? Uh so I've been playing with some some very nostalgic uh, toys this week. Ooh, uh, same. Yeah. <laughs> I have been playing around with um I picked up uh, I managed to pick up cheap on eBay because someone had mistyped the name and as such there were no bids on it which made it really easy to get nice and cheap a uh, Legacy Power Rangers Mighty Morphin Megazord uh, so this is the original like Megazord that you'll have seen in the the original Power Rangers series but it's the fancy re-release from a few years ago that has nice metal parts in it and it's it's a hefty, it's a hefty thing. One. It's a hefty, solid thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as um, a cheap old version of the original um, White Tiger Zord. And that's also a joy. I've, I've just been feeling really nostalgic for Power Rangers since you uh, you got me. Done? What was it? Heroes <laughs> of the Grid. Uh, Heroes. Yes, I always forget Heroes or Battle Four. Not Battle Four. Yes, uh, Heroes of the Grid. So that that big chunky metal megazord is gonna make for a great uh big prop next time we play that board game. Ma- much better than the, the 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 one that they actually do with the oh, game. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> um, you don't have to paint it for a start. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the having having not really seen the legacy version of that Megazord before, um, I can understand why it crashed the market value of the non uh, the non reissue ones, mm. uh, the originals, because just adding a few bits of metal really makes the whole thing feel more premium. Mm. It's it feels real sturdy and real fancy. Yeah. Um. All of my muscle memory still exists for how to put these things together and yeah. jumble them back apart, which I is felt nice. You did very well trying to to, to change them all into all the different. Yeah, I, I stumbled a little bit on the arms. The arms took me a minute, but I'm I'm suddenly feeling very nostalgic again, and <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, you're robots. <laughs> um, uh, the reason I got I had my nostalgia flaring for for combinable robot toys was partially because of that board game and partially because you've been doing Transformers stuff recently, particularly Transformers that combine with other Transformers, which feels very Megazord to me. Yeah, so I got um I think it's Dreadwind and Jazz from the Power of the Prime series, um and then uh, somebody else got me um. Grimlock from that series, mm-hmm. and they all—they're all like, "Hey, uh, we we do combinies. In fact, we do combinies together." I'm like, mm. "One of you is a Decepticon. I've heard of having a bad leg before. It's <laughs> ridiculous." Um, so I picked up uh, the other two. So I've got um, Swoop and Slug, mm. the other arm and leg, mm-hmm. and apparently with them, it's just like, "Hey, you could build a very specific Dinobot one. You could build Volcanus." I was like, "Ah." <laughs> I just had bits before, and there's people in my Transformers groups going, "Hey, so uh, you gonna you gonna go full Volcanus?" I'm like, "No, I only got Swoop and Slug because I I didn't have two other uh, limbs to go on this thing. Uh... I'm not going out to buying another another two of these." <laughs> but um, yeah, I I've never had a combiner before, so it was quite cool to just go. I have a giant fucking robot. Yeah, seeing you do the combining, I think was what tipped me over to like, ah, oh, I'm gonna get some of my childhood nostalgia back because uh, that 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 was very much the thing Power Rangers always did was small things that make big thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to thing that becomes different thing by itself. But but what if? thing that becomes different thing by itself, but is also part of them. I know. Uh, I like Transforming Robot toys. Right. I'm, cool. I'm excited to, to... If I eventually see the couple of pieces I'm missing on eBay nice and cheap, to make the thing where the White Tiger Zord then has the other robot built around the outside of it, so it becomes one huge thing, Ooh. that's what I'm ready to do. Ooh, I'm hype. Yeah. I'm very hype. It's, it's quite a thing. Hmm. Um, you got any others? Yeah, so I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail on these because I'm doing a big feature uh, probably within a few days of the time that this goes up, but um, I've been playing a bunch of indie games this uh, this week because I'm doing that thing I do at the start of every year where I go, hey, I want to find out about a bunch of cool looking games in the year ahead that I didn't know about before. Um... So I want to give, like, a couple of shout-outs to just, like, a couple of 2020 indie games that, like, either look really interesting or I've had a chance to play some of that I think are worth checking out. Uh, let me find which ones I wanted to go on about. Uh, so there's one that I need to send a link to you for, Jane. <gasps> uh, a Pertato Tale. It's 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 cat it's about cat potatoes potato right. cats um it's it's coming uh in mid February to Switch PC PlayStation Four and stuff and it's a little side scrolling adventure RPG 
where you play as a big party of cats with different magical abilities. Um, oh, and they all have cute little designs and they all wear clothes. So you've got like like punk rocker cat and and ballet cat and various cats that you, you build up into your party. That and sounds amazing. I know. It looks... I The trailer for it looks adorable and it's coming out real soon. So that is a thing that I'm like... Uh, I'm keeping an eye out for. Um... Uh, Weird and Unfortunate Things Are Happening uh, is a game that currently has a demo up on itch.io. The user is named Unity. Um, The game is like an RPG maker RPG, but one of those ones that's gone that step above and beyond to sort of not feel like an RPG maker. Like It's gotten rid of some of that like standard out-the-box assets feel. It's taken that little step up in quality. Wait, they're in time, um, Exactly. They've 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 done the legwork to sort of go like something like To the Moon that you forget was a like RPG based thing. Um, it's set in a town that has vanished off a map. I think a little bit Welcome to Night Vale esque. Um, there is this lesbian aunt that has psychic powers, and basically the town where her niece lives just vanishes. And she's like, has anyone heard from... Is that, that, one? Never, that town? Never heard of that town. There's no town there. Um, and she ends up stumbling into discovering, like, oh, the town's been overrun by all sorts of weird, mysterious creatures. Gotta go on an adventure to save my niece. Um, it's got a very, like, earthbound Undertale kind of feel to it. Um, the character illustrations are all adorable. Um, the writing is really funny. It's got a great pace to it, and the combat feels really fun. There's a demo for it out right now, and the demo is like eight hours long. Um, it is a pretty hefty demo, um, which apparently represents about half of the game. Oh. It's due out in 2020, and that demo feels really impressive. Like It doesn't feel like an unfinished game. This It has the polish of something that's ready to be sold. And there's like eight hours of it you could go play for free right now. Oh, heck. So if you like the idea of a cool, slightly weird, mysterious, earthboundy RPG to try... It's weird, really. Yeah, weird and unfortunate things are happening is one well worth checking out. Um, and there was... A l- oh, yeah, there was a couple of others. Um, don't Take It Personally, I Just Don't Like You. Uh, is another one that has a pretty hefty demo on itch.io at the moment. Uh... Christian DaCosta is the, the person who's put it out. Um, the demo on there is probably 60 to 90 minutes long. It is a dating sim where deliberately a lot of the characters just won't be into you romantically. And part of it is having to try and get a read for which characters actually like you or not, rather than just going, I like that one, I'm going to make them date me by putting the points into them. Um, and being, you know accepting and good with rejection if you go after someone it turns out they're not into you and I like that as a mechanic and a sort of spin on the the dating sim visual novel idea mm. uh, the writing's really solid it's got really nice lo-fi music to it really visually strong good diverse range of characters and um, good representation in terms of things like letting you pick your pronouns that you're referred to with in-game, including, like, they-them, for example. It seems like a good, inclusive, queer dating sim that has good consent boundaries. And I'm like, yeah, always always on board with that. 
And Refractor is a side-scrolling platform Metroidvania about rejected Tetris pieces. So it's set in a factory that makes the blocks that are used in... They, they never explicitly say Tetris, it's the game that all of these, like, Tetromanos are being, like, produced to, to be part of the game, and that's that's what their, their purpose is. And you follow a bunch of Tetris pieces that came out of the machine incorrect. Uh, you might just be a single square, or, like, uh, a three-squared L-shape or something, mm. and... You've all been put in the incinerator and you're all meant to be discarded with, and you team up with other bits of incorrect Tetris pieces to escape and try and find your freedom and go have a good life. Okay. Um, and it's, it, it looks like a really fun little Metroidvania that just has like a really sweet idea to it. It reminds me a lot of something like Thomas Was Alone, with it sort of getting you to really feel for these colourful squares. Mm. Um, so that that is one that like the trailer got me really hyped for that. Um and I've not I've not had a chance to try any of it, but I believe that by next week's podcast I should hopefully have been able to try a demo for it. Heck, um so keep an eye open. I'm doing a really big feature about indie games and there's a bunch more that I will talk about in the coming weeks when I do my big feature. But please, please, please. that's three in particular I just wanted to give a, a particular nod to. That I I had a chance to to see decent amounts of today. Mm-hmm. Have you played anything else? No, that's it for me. I think that's it for me. Well then, time for this. Time for this. Do you need help waking up for work after those few weeks you took off for UDP? Mm, yeah. Why not try get the hell up at all? The only medication to give you that sensation that you've massively overslept every morning at a set time. Tell me more. With get the hell up at all, you can start each day anxious that your schedule is ruined before you've even started. I'm full of cortisol and panic. Cortisol and panic will get you out of bed. Try new get the hell up at all. Thanks get the hell up at all. I'm traumatized. <laughs> Hey kids, we're past the bleakest part of winter, so come on down to Soup World. It's the latest theme park for soup. Ride the Vichy Suave Vengeance, the Bisque Barilla, the Great Gazpacho, and the all-new Tom Yum Terrorizer. Make friends with Sit the Soup Squirrel and the mischievous Chewy Louie. Then why not relax in one of our cafes with one of over 90 soups on offer from around the world? Soup World, it's a super time for all the family. So... <gasps> what a slithered into your eyes. My eyes? Eyes. Well, we forgot to talk about something over weeks past, and we, we should did. probably talk about we it. Had should we so talk... many things on last week's list. Yeah, should we talk about Twin Peaks The Return? Yeah. Because I've seen that now. Yes, you have. Uh, I've had time to digest it a bit. Okay, because your initial reaction after watching it was like, hmm, why does the director hate me? Oh, I still feel like the director <laughs> hates me. Um... Here is my thoughts on Twin Peaks, including The Return. Um, Start of that show is a really interesting mystery. Then the mystery gets solved and David Lynch clearly goes, fuck it, didn't want to have to solve it in the first place anyway, it's your problem now. Walks away and it becomes a just really mundane soap opera for a while. And then Lynch comes back in at the end of season two and goes, oh, you missed mysteries, huh? Fuck you. And throws in... The All end of, of season two cliffhanger that I can understand why people spent 20 years going, I need to know what the fuck that meant and what's going on with that. 
And then apparently he gets pissed off that people spend 20 years going, yeah, but what's with that scene at the end of season two? So he comes back and does the return, and it feels like he's doing a big fuck you to the audience, but the whole point of the return is, oh, I'll come back, I'll make more Twin Peaks, but I will make Twin Peaks into something that you didn't want just to spite you. And... I mean, this is not, all this build-up is not to say that I don't like Twin Peaks The Return. I think Twin Peaks The Return is fantastic, in spite of the fact that David Lynch fucking hates the audience. <laughs> um, I think that all of the, I think that all of the stuff with Dale Cooper is really interesting, if very difficult to watch, uh, particularly if you have history within family or friendships of deteriorating mental health conditions. It can be really difficult to watch the Dougie storyline. Um, I think it was a brave and bold choice to have the main character not be themselves, really, for a lot of... for a lot of the the return of that show. There were points, though, where you were like, I want to know what Mr. C's up to. I'm curious about this Mr. C character. Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying Mr. C. I mean, yeah, but it was more a case of it was very brave having the Dougie plot go as long as it did. Um, and there was a point towards the end of Twin Peaks, the return. Okay, episode eight. Uh, that was that was a fucking mindfuck, and I still don't understand it. Uh, there was a point toward the end of the return where I was like, okay, I feel like it's going to finish these, these plot lines up, and there'll be some degree of closure for Twin Peaks and he, people will stop badgering him. If they stop it here, people will stop badgering him and he can just, you know, he doesn't have to listen to people go, yeah, but what next anymore? And then he decides to do the final, like, episode and a half and basically open up a whole new fucking mystery. And I don't understand why he did that. Because apparently David Lynch doesn't want to be badgered about what what happens next in Twin Peaks, yet decides to end Twin Peaks The Return with yet another, hey, hey, wouldn't this be a really interesting story to see a new season of? But like, it's, he... it's, it's more about, don't you like a mystery, though? Yeah, but this is, this is the thing, is I'm like... I don't want a mystery anymore. I want answers, damn it. Here's the thing. It's it's not even that I don't want a mystery anymore. I want a mystery. But David Lynch, you cannot end your season on a mist on a new mystery, a fascinating new mystery, and then get pissed off at your audience because they want to know more about the events after that mystery is set up. You can't get pissed off that you invent a mystery and then people care about it. And, like, he did it before. He did it with season two, and he made a mystery and got pissed off that everyone wanted to know more and didn't learn his lesson. Because, like, if, if I'm David Lynch, just end Twin Peaks The Return without setting up that new mystery. Then no one will bug you. There were still plenty of other mysteries that never got solved. I know, but none quite so big. Like, the one that ends The Return is the kind of thing that goes, oh, that seems like a clear, obvious hint that the creator wants to make a sequel. For any other creator, I would look at that and go, that's the creator going, this is what I want the next season to be. Oh. Entirely different show. Yeah. Like, I love Twin Peaks The Return. I don't fucking understand half of it still. The Avengers of Richard and Carrie. I'm, I'm trying not to get pissed off at the fact that once again he's gone, hey, hey, hey. Here's a really cool mist. No, I don't want to make more of it. Here's a mist. Oh, I don't want to make more of it. 
Just don't give us another mystery then. Just let it let it have a conclusion. But what if? No, if if you if you give if you give us another thread to a big new mystery, you have to be okay with us wanting more. You can't, you're not allowed to be upset at us wanting more. Or, you know, you can accept that perhaps all of the answers are in the show. You just need to know how to look at them. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. But also... I It feels like Lynch shooting himself in the foot and getting exactly what he didn't want. And that feels weird. And I'm still mulling that show over. Twin Peaks The Return <laughs> is weird. I love it. I don't understand it. I don't understand... I don't understand David Lynch. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you're supposed to. No. That's the mystery. What about you? What have you been watching? Uh, well, we watched something together. We watched The Man Who Is Also A Time Machine. Ah, we watched The Man DeLorean. We did. Uh, we flew over to America and uh, watched on Disney Plus and yep. then flew back to the UK. It was a good It was a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. We probably should have led with that, that we did an impromptu trip to America. <laughs> I mean, does that count as things we've played? Well, no, but you know, uh, we we definitely legitimately watched it over in America. Yep. Um, what do you think of the Mandalorian? I think America is terrifying, and customs is terrifying. <laughs> I, what did you think of the TV show? Well, the TV show. The TV <laughs> show was um, yeah, it was sort of a classic western with a a bit of the gr- gruff hero character has to look after a child. Yeah, I. Did not expect when this show was being promoted that it would be what we got, which was gruff, gruff, silent man that is good at killing, really loves his baby and just wants to keep his baby safe. Gotta keep that baby safe. Gotta keep that baby safe. Um, I mm, Twitter did not overhype Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is adorable and lovable and mm-hmm. perfect and great. And I love them. That little leggy hug. Oh, that little leggy hug. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> baby, baby Yoda is. I would, I would, I would, I would kill and die for Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is. Mood. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I like the pacing of that series. Eight episodes of like thirty to forty minutes, and it's done. It, it, it felt like it told a nice, good, concise story, and yeah. if it ended there, it'd be fine. Yeah. And I like their tease for what's probably going to be the next season. Yeah. That was a hell of a way to end The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sat there watching the thing and was like, huh, is that a... Is, yeah, is that, that, is, yeah is that, that is... Oh, that is what I think it is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. Google time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to check the history of that item. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I... I th- it it was really sweet watching this this stoic character just want the best for this defenseless child, and and I think they also did a really good job. We talked about at the time of just the cinematography of make that person who has a mask on yes convey emotion or yes. feeling. Have them emote without. Without ever really showing you anything but a mask, and perhaps like a music cue, and just just yeah, the, a the lighting change, an angle. Yeah, you know, they they did a great job of imp- uh, of giving you something to read into mm. out of basically nothing to start with. Yeah, and I, I'd be curious to know if other people read read those sort of scenes differently. Yeah, yeah, they're very well, interpretable. I guess they are, would be, but like. I, I I felt like I I got 
what they were going for. We both got the same things out of them. Yeah. We were in agreement on what... Certainly we were. What, they, what, what those facial expressions meant. But perhaps that's just, just us and the situation that we're in that makes us in... Perhaps. Perhaps. Hmm. Well, uh, have you watched anything else? Uh, speaking of other things that we definitely watched in legitimate manners, uh, we watched Cats. It was a good day at the theatre. Yeah, yeah, Cats is weird. It's a horrifying, terrifying, and ultimately just not very interesting show. I, I mean, I there are very few movies that I can sum up without skipping any, literally every plot point in about 20 seconds. Like... A cat gets thrown out of a bag by some humans. She meets a bunch of other cats. There's one cat that has some mice and some cockroaches and she's fat. There's also James Corden cat who is rich and is fat. There is Jason Derulo cat who is confused about what he wants but also is the sexy cat. There is Grizabella, the sad cat who will do the sad song. There is Idris Elba cat who is evil and has magic and and whisks people away to a barge. And it's just um, the right level of CGI naked. Oh, he's he's uncanny in how <laughs> he, he doesn't look like a cat. He <laughs> looks like naked, slightly hairy Idris Elba with no penis. And I mean, <laughs> that was a sight, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Judy Dench, whose whole role is, hey... Who wants to perform for me so you can go to cat heaven, question mark? Um, Taylor Swift cat shows up and drugs everyone with catnip at one point. Um, Ian McKellen does a sad song. There's another magic cat. He's good. We have to do our I do believe in fairies moment to wish everyone back. And then Judy Dench sends a cat away in a hot air balloon and does a four-minute monologue to the camera about how cats are not dogs. They're not dogs, though. Cats. They're not dogs. I love that she starts that monologue by fucking saying, and now you understand the story of cats. Now you understand about the Jellicle cats, and you know our stories, and you know everything, and we're not dogs. No. (laughs) She just stares at the camera, dead eye. Well, it's it's that monologue at the end of a a play moment, isn't it? Well, I mean, even then, it's not usually, aha, and now you see, don't you? And now you understand the bollocks we've been spouting for the last 90 minutes. And also... Aren't you glad it wasn't three hours? Cats are not dogs. No. Oh. Also, the size of those cats kept changing wildly. But the whole... Setup was bothered. Yeah. Why is there a, a, a wanted poster for McCavity? Yeah. Do you remember who, when they who were, was after McCavity? Do you remember when they were walking on the train tracks and like, if you think about that for more than a few seconds, they must have been the size of mice, considering they were walking like double file on a single train rail. Yeah. It's just no consistency. Yeah. Also, uh, let's not forget the best thing about about the film, which is. But it ended. Uh, oh. I was gonna. Oh, I was gonna say the lo- <laughs> the McCavity law. Uh, McCavity, he's broken every human law. Everyone. Everyone. So imagine naked, hairy Idris Elba. He's trafficked people. Yeah, he's on human trafficking. He's illegally 
Uh, you, you know those adverts uh, before movies you used to get where they're like, you wouldn't download a house? He downloaded a house. He downloaded a whole house and a car. Yeah, he downloaded a car. Yeah. Uh, benefit fraud. Benefit fraud. Um, um, expenses fraud. He's a rapist. Guess, certainly. A yeah. war criminal. Uh, he didn't return his library books on time and got a huge fine. Yeah. And then didn't pay the fine. Yeah, and didn't pay the fine. Um, Destruction of public property. Yep. Uh, loitering. Loitering. Jaywalking. Jaywalking with jays. Walking um, with jays. Uh, marrying a horse. Yep. Uh, he took his lion into the cinema on a Sunday in Florida or whatever it is. Something like that. You know. Married an alligator. Um, he has married every kind of relative that you are not legally allowed to marry. Coveted his neighbor's ox. Oh, he's he has fucked every animal. Oh, wait. That's not a human law, that's a, a religious law. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, I want to see the movie about Macavity breaking every one of these laws. Mm. Like, every, every law. The laws of thermodynamics. Uh, well, we know he broke the law of gravity. Exactly, that's why I was like, what else have we got? I, I hate that they, they specify he broke the law of gravity and then he never flies. He should be, he should be able to fly. But you know he can, you don't have to... <laughs> budget for that that way. Uh, someone someone pointed out to me that every time he vanishes someone, he has a little catchphrase where every time he takes someone to the barge, he goes, Magic. Magic. Macavity. Magic. <laughs> Cats is... Mm, not good. No, don't go see... I... I, I it deserve... I'm going to say it, it deserved to lose $70 million. And also, fuck cats for being the movie that made me conceptualise Judy Dench just licking oh. her own arsehole for hours on end while staring you down. Yeah, whoever it was, it's clean, Judy Dench. Whoever it was that it's I clean. follow that retweeted a piece of Judy Dench as a cat licking her own arsehole fan art that I accidentally saw. I can't unsee that. See, I didn't even know about that. It's in everybody's heads. Everybody's thinking about Judy Dench licking her own arsehole. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I forgot one element of the plot. There was also a cat that was lived on a train. I, I, I'm sorry, I forgot one vital piece of the story. I think I must have blacked out for that point because I didn't care. But in <sighs> in musicals that I, I cared about more, we we watched Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, Little Shop, Little Shop, Shop of Horrors. Horrors. We watched the depressing version, the good ending. Uh, the not uh the the better. Mm. The good ending. The ending that is narratively better, not the Such ending that is good for its characters. Just okay, should we talk about those two endings? Because there's <laughs> an ending that a lot of people will have seen where at the end, it, Little Shop of Horrors, if you've never seen it, is a musical about a plant that starts growing bigger. It's a weird plant and it turns out... It lives on blood. It lives on blood and it's alive and it's... And it can make stuff happen. Yeah, it, it, can, it, can, it can do things, but you've got to feed it blood and it's got a hunger... Um, and it's got a great singing voice. Yeah, there's one ending to that. The 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 mm, the fil the ending that was first shown uh, is an ending in which the main couple get to get married at the end. It's all sweet. I think, I think the, the the original theatrical release was yeah, they get married, they get there somewhere that's green. Yeah, and this... there is a suspicion that perhaps those 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 plants will be around. Yeah, but and that they're nothing perhaps... explicit on screen. Nothing explicit, just a little sly winky. That's the version that one of our friends had seen. 
And then we showed them a version with a different ending where... Um, the, the ending that was was a bit too dark for test audiences. Oh, yes. It's like, oh, this character has been fatally injured. Oh, they, they, they've they offered to die. And oh, this one's dead too. Oh, and now we've got a Godzilla-style montage of the end of the world. That ending is so long. Oh, uh, when when the, the, the giant plant eats the train, that's the one that always gets <laughs> me, where it just swallows a train whole. Oh. It's just so excessive, that ending. <laughs> that, that whole ending. Is Every just... time you think it's done, it's like, oh, no, now they're eating the old people. Oh, no, now they're, they're on the... the old people. People yeah. are running and screaming. It just, it just and goes... now they've broken into the cinema. It, uh, <laughs> it just goes on and on, and it's great. <laughs> if you've never seen the alternate ending to Little Shop of Horrors, see it. I, I love a bleak ending for a horror film. I mean, like, yeah. It's, it's so much better when the bad guys win. <laughs> mm-hmm. You watched anything else? Have I watched anything else? Have I watched anything else? I don't think so. Uh, I think that's all I've watched oh, as well. Oh, I watched one other thing. <gasps> oh, tell me about it. I've been watching a lot of the Toy Galaxy channel on YouTube. Tell me about this channel. Um, So they do like breakdowns of the history of like in like 10 minutes of... Hey, do you remember, like, Masters of the Universe? Like, we're going to talk about that, and about the film, and about the toy lines, and why they were the way they were, and Centurions, Visionaries, Jason the Wheeled Warriors, a bunch of, like, Orbots, Gobots, just, like, all the, the big cartoon series of my youth pirates of Dark Waters. Hmm. Um, and just sort of like getting to see all the old toy lines for that, like how how they were marketed, how how they were sort of designed to be sold, how they flopped terribly <laughs> looking at you brave star. Like just shows I watched as a lot as a kid and didn't sort of understand why they just stopped being. Yeah. And it's mostly because the toys weren't selling very well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't think there should be a reason, but there we go. Like just Capitalism Creativity <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's been it's been fun watching all those sort of breakdowns and sort of understanding things about that. I I found out why the, the do you, have you ever seen the Masters of the Universe movie? Yes, yeah. Did it ever like bother you that it seemed in no way related to the series? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's because that film is based more on the the little mini comics that came in with the toys, oh, rather okay. than the the fun Funimation yeah yeah, yeah. Um, TV series. And and yeah, so there's there's none of the Prince Adam stuff. Yeah. Um. Even though there was a Mattel toy of Prince Adam. Goodness. It, yeah, it's it's an odd one, but yeah, um, it's it's been quite interesting, sort of learning yeah. some of the history of that stuff. Sounds Ooh. it. Well, time for this. Yeah. Oh, no, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like the clothes you're wearing? I, I do. I, I like them that's, enough. That's your style. That's your fashion. Yeah, yeah. How would you like to have like an online personal stylist who will dress you like you dress? So wait, is this like, they'll look at the style I have now and go, oh, we see the kind of things you like. Here's a bunch of new, exciting things you can try that will sort of work with that style. But, you know, sort of, you know, like tailor you some fancy outfits. God, no, that sounds awful. Oh, oh no, I wouldn't How want that. How about just more of the stuff you've got? So what, just like... You know how, like, you've got your favourite top and you wear it a lot? Yeah. But eventually it's going to wear out, right? Yeah. What if... Like, a couple of years from now, they specifically get you exactly that top. 
Oh, oh. What if when you socks, you're going to start wearing through those socks? They'll just get you more pairs of exactly the same well, socks. Well, they just keep my wardrobe eternally fresh and stagnant. Just, yeah, exactly. Oh, just, it sounds like, amazing. None of it has to have holes in it. But also, it's the same shit you've been wearing for ages. Exactly. I never have to make difficult choices about whether I want to change my appearance. Exactly. Oh. I have the same outfits forever and you don't ever have to worry about them. How do I sign up for this miraculous service? Tell me more. Well, just head on over to clothingpicks.lol.net and enter the coupon code QNPS99. 99 99 That means <gasps> next week's a special one. Oh, next week is gonna be a special one It's gonna be so special oh. But in the meantime how about Getting 10% off your first order From clothingpicks.lol.net To have exactly the clothes That you already like I mean I already like them Why not Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks Hi, hi, hi. How's uh, how's business treating you? Well, you know, it's uh, been uh, pretty good, I, I guess. We uh, did run into a slightly strange feature. Oh, was this the uh, that that uh, that that sports game with the twenty on the box that stopped yeah. working? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I from from what I hear from the eggheads downstairs, you know, I whipped them until they to- they told me some reason. I don't know if it's the right one, but they, they gave me an, an answer. Yeah. Apparently it's the Millennium Bug or something. It got kicked down the road 20 years. Oh. But, uh... I mean, that sounds like the kind of thing we would do. Yeah, know? put off a problem till yeah, later just, rather than just, fix it you know, now. make it, you know, next decade's Exactly. Problem. So, like, I've been thinking. Yeah. I think we can leverage this. Sure. I think that that, that, that wasn't a bug. It's a Feature. Naturally. Yeah, the 20 on the box, that was the expiration date of the game. Ah. You see, you see where I'm going with this. So, I'm thinking, I'm thinking... WrestleMania, you can play it until 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, gotcha. what I'm thinking is, we do this with all our games now. We give them an expiration date. Your your game's gonna go bad, it's gonna go off. Oh, you don't want to keep a, a moldy game in your console. Ooh, oh, so no. it's like a best before date. Yeah, we treat it like a best before date, you know. We we conjure up images of you wouldn't feel uh, feed lumpy milk to your, your infant. Why yeah. would you keep a, a lumpy old expired game in your console? Yeah, so... The, the, We're doing this for you, gamers. Yeah, so the TV ad work will be like, kid goes to the fridge... Pulls out, like, a, a carton of something, and it's got, like, WrestleGamia 2020. And, uh, like, there's a calendar on the wall, and it's, like, January 6th, 2020. Oh. And the, the kid, like, pours, tries to pour some straight into their mouth, and it just, like, splatters off their face. And, and they get on- they get horribly ill, and they die. They get horribly ill and die, and it's like, you wouldn't buy an expired game, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I but also keep buying our game. Exactly, but I think this is what we do, is I think, I think if we... We ring our friends at the other game places. Yeah, I think they could get on board with this. I think we could sell just, them that like just... games have expiry dates now. Yeah, buy the new ones. I mean, that's what we've been doing with like digital DRM for a while. Well, exactly. Moving away from from CD to digital, you know, a lot of things just don't work anymore. Oh, what a what a shame! Looking at you, secure am. <laughs> I think uh, I think this is. I think we got something we can work with here. You. Are a fucking genius. I know. So, (gasps) 
What went in your ears? I see you have a playlist. Yeah, I prepared. I didn't listen to a lot this week. Uh, it was did more you of listen? a sitting around visual. Yeah, uh, and sort of general catching up with the usual things. Trends like these, bim bam. Yeah, I did a lot of catching up on stuff this week, but yeah. because we had the nerds round, yeah. we did uh, did listen to some uh, some meme songs, some silly comedy songs. So meme. Uh, so things we listened to this week, um, listened to a couple of tracks by uh, The Lonely Island, who I've not listened to in a while. Um, uh, for for better and worse, they have mm. some they have some amusing songs occasionally. Um, there was uh, oh, listened to, to a way too happy cover of uh, Linkin Park's "In the End" by the Melodica uh, Brothers. The Melodica Brothers. They're always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched last listen to How to Dubstep, How to by, dubstep uh, by Hulopi. Hulopi, that's that's quite a thing to experience. Step one, you just go with the arm up here, and then you just yep. <laughs> uh, dust boot, uh, dust beer boot uh, by Vat Nineteen, a song about drinking out of a big beer shoe. Beer uh, shoe. Oh, compliments by uh, Collectivet. Compliments. Yes, give me compliments. I said, give me compliments. compliments yeah. Doing the dishes without being told it. If I had not have done it, I would have been scolded. It's a good track. I I do enjoy compliments quite a lot. Well, you're very good. Oh, oh. heck. Um, the terrible, terrible song "Selfie." Uh, that is a terrible piece of music that exists. <laughs> um. Getting by, which is a song from Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which is just really fun. It's someone's coming out as bisexual song. Bye. Getting by. Um. Oh, Leslie Hall, the person who does tight pants body rolls. I like that track. Yeah, watch out for my body rolls. Watch out for my body rolls. Psychic, psychic. This is how we do it. Um, the buttery biscuit bass song. Uh, the Master Chef one. Uh. Swede Mason? Mas- uh, Mason? Yep. Yeah. Uh, there is a track called Eat Fry Love, A Cautionary Tale by Dingle Dangle, which is... Um, I've completely forgotten that actor's name. Um, Shatner. Shatner. Uh, William Shatner doing an informative video slash song about, about deep, fried turkey. deep fried turkey and how to not die. Uh, Parry Grips Om Nom Nom. King Missile Detachable Penis. Detachable Penis. Yeah, a story about someone whose penis can detach and then they accidentally lose it and have to go on an adventure to work out where their penis is. And in the end they're like, Yeah, I know I lose it occasionally, but I I like having a detachable penis. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass. Um can't hug hug every cat. Yeah, can't hug every cat. Uh, yeah, Shmo Yoho, uh, the Songify people. Oh, uh, mm, mm. uh, uh, Monkey Magic. Um, z- uh, zero ca- Marvelous Zero, zero Calories. Uh, Aquafina's My Badge, which is just a confident song about how great her vagina is. Um, with such wonderful lines as, uh, my 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 vag won best vag. Your vag won best supporting vag. Like it's it's just a fun it's a fun silly track mm-hmm. that was a big self affirming track when I first had surgery. I think you sent it to me in a playlist of tracks for when I was recovering in hospital <laughs> post surgery. Uh, Hot problems by Double Take, which is the 
It's another song by the the company that made uh, Friday by Rebecca Black. Uh, it's two girls singing about we, we have problems too. We're just like you, except we're hot. Well, la di da. La di da. Um, if you've never seen it, go check out the version of Gorilla's Dare that's done live, where the man who says dare is very drunk and just keeps going it's dare very loudly on stage. Very strange. It was a very strange experience. Very strange experience. We watched too many cooks again. Oh, too many cooks. Too many cooks. Watched it through to its uh, completion. Yep. Which some of our group were like, I've never never made it this far. Really? This yeah. is like the fourth time I've seen it all the way through. Yeah, And exactly. maybe that's why when I went out for a walk this afternoon, I was like, I'm just going to clear my head. I've finished some gaming stuff. I've, I've put a good, you know, nearly 20 hours into that. I'm just going to go for it. A nice walk, not going to put any music on. Going to no. put my headphones on oh. though, keep the, the levels down. And my head's just like, too many cooks, too many cooks. Oh, and a song I forgot existed, One Pound Fish. Were you aware of One Pound Fish before not, it got before brought up? Not watching that, no. No, it was someone who, he was just a man who worked on a fish stall in a market and had his little song that he sang all day to try and get people to buy fish about his one pound fish, five for six pound, one pound fish, very, very good one pound fish. And somehow he became a meme and ended up on Britain's Got Talent and got like a highly produced single about his one pound fish. It certainly was a a very glitzy music video that we watched. Uh, About a song that just says, hey, I sell fish for one pound or six for five pound. One pound fish. Poor fish. Poor fish. What about you? What have you listened to? I mean, it was mostly those. Yeah, that was really it, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It was much. not a listen-heavy week this week. No, we, we had other plans, really. It's it. This week was a lot. It, it was a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Huh. Time for this. Time for this. So, uh, did you know, yeah, yeah, did you know that, uh, those, uh, them specially designed dog foods they do now, yeah? Those ones, what, where they, they personalise it to the dog. Yeah, yeah. Personalised nutrition and that. Exactly. Personalised nutrition, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what they do, they they get a very specific blend of all the different things, specifically for that dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a good way to keep your dog healthy. What's wrong with that? Well, that's the thing, right? What what made people think that dogs were unhealthy to start with, right? It's all just a government tracking scheme, right? What, they're putting trackers in the food or something? No, 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 not the chewy bars. No, 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 no. What it is, yeah. What it is, yeah. If every single dog has a custom, like, nutrition specifically for them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The government can go around, yeah, and check any dog poos. 
Oh. And then they'll know exactly which dog it was, and they will come and get you, and you'll be oh. fine. It's all part of a government crackdown on so, dogs. So as long as you've got your pet microchipped and whatnot, they'll be able to find you and, you know, get on you for not, you know, exactly. not scooping and bagging. They can serve you. They can serve you with a court order in the street. You might be... You know, a few, you know, few roads down on your on your walk in the dog, and if you didn't bag it, you know, like you're supposed to, or didn't manage to get enough of it up, maybe you left a little little chunk there or something, then like they can track you down because they know exactly which dog did that poo because they know which dog ate that food. That's wild, man. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm looking for my uh t- Tinder date. Do you, uh, the, uh, uh, do you know if 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 anyone's waiting for a, a date? Just over there. Uh, oh, hi. You must be Julie. Yeah, I am. Hi, sorry. H- hello. It's it's lovely to see you. Just look just like your profile picture. And um, you look just like yours too. You look you look exactly like your profile picture. Yeah, yeah. It's a recent picture. I right? uh, just come back from the gym. Yeah, I'm 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 guessing what you do sit ups and work absolutely everything. Yeah, you know, got to keep this uh, peak form, you know. So, uh, can I, what would you, would you like to get a drink or something? I, 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 I would definitely love a drink right now. Um, I, I'm just curious, how did you take this selfie in your, in your profile picture? You know, just in the mirror. Aha! Uh-huh. Listen, is this, uh, is, is this weird for you? No, I'm, I, I'm gonna be honest, I am... When I saw that your profile picture was just a picture of a torso, I did not expect you to look quite this much like your profile picture. Question time, so questions. What's the questions? Uh, our first question comes from Future Fishy. What is a word or phrase that always makes you laugh? Hmm. Do you have Do you have an answer for this? If you say it long enough and in a silly enough voice, hemoglobin. <laughs> For example? It was something me and a friend used to do in high school. We just sort of just, over the course of an hour or so, just go, Hemoglobin. Hemoglobin. Usually, usually you'll get a laugh out of me. Hemoglobin. Usually you'll get a laugh out of me with the right voice when you do the, uh, Oh, yes, yes, dear. Yes, yes, yes. Usually that'll get a good chuckle out of me. So yes, Will. Thank you, Phil. Hi, Maggie. Hi, love you. Love you. What flavour do you wish was more common, and which commonly used flavour do you wish would make uh, would you yeet to make room for it? Commonly used flavour that I would yeet, and I know that like I will get some flack for this. I'd yeet cheese as a flavour. It's not a flavour I enjoy. I would eat uh, salt and vinegar because I, I I don't like the acidity of it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what would I want more of? Ooh. This cinnamon. More cinnamon more in the cinnamon, world. More prawn cocktail. More prawn cocktail and more cinnamon in the world. Yeah. 
I feel bad now that I've yeeted uh, cheese because you like cheese. I love cheese. I'll ye- uh, eat fish. No, you can. That's alright, I can eat fish. But that's prawn cocktail, which is the other one I chose. <laughs> no, but prawn cocktail doesn't taste like fish. <laughs> but it, it's still fish. Just yeet fish. Is, okay. is, is fish a commonly used flavour? I don't know. know. Um, <laughs> Just halibut crisps. <laughs> Honestly, cheese is the one I would eat. Cheese is the thing I just don't care for. You eat cheese, no. I'll eat my cheese. (laughs) I won't eat your cheese. I'll eat my cheese. (laughs) So I get extra cinnamon. Okay. I mean, I'm also up for extra cinnamon. More cinnamon on all the things. Becky hates cinnamon, so that's not going to be the answer she was hoping for. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Becky. Tricky asks, um, any thoughts or tips on helping someone uh, or being supportive for someone while support, uh, respecting their boundaries um, when they are dealing with dysphoria? Uh, should you say that they um, are usually very good at dealing with this when it's a friend? Because obviously you have that connection already. But if it's a stranger, not really knowing how to approach that. Yeah. Yeah. I think with a stranger, hmm. probably avoid some of the more cliche platitudes. Yeah, yeah, I'd be agree. like, hey, I think you can get through this. You'll be okay if you need someone to talk to. You could perhaps yeah. offer to do that if you feel that that's something you want to do. I yeah. obviously preface it with, I know I'm just some Yahoo on the internet. Yeah, just be. Because I too am a Yahoo. I, I think the most helpful thing is usually go, I know that it sucks and I know that you've probably heard all the, you know, all the, all the, the it'll be okay cliches, but like. You're gonna be okay, even though it sucks now, and you know that's that's about what you can really offer. Yeah. Usually, offer offer an ear, just yeah. Like, hey, if you wanna talk about a thing, or even direct them to you know like other sources if yeah. wherever they are has decent assistance for that. You know there are especially for for younger people there are usually sort of phone lines you can call or advice yeah. services you can contact for like hey. I'm struggling a bit. I need to talk about this thing. Yeah, and, and, you know, letting people know that it's it's okay to do those things because yeah. I th- think some people feel that there is perhaps a bit of a stigma about talking about that. Yeah, but then we'll still post about it on social media. It's just like mm, that is concerning. You are in a bad place, and I hope that you can get some support for that because perhaps yeah. at home may not be that. I feel like you've answered that really well. I'm, I'm glad to help. <laughs> if I have. Hope, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, Larry Yelling and me uh, is asking, I just started Disco Elysium and I can't remember if you've played it before. You have, I have not. Yep, I uh, reviewed it before. Uh, any, any, any advice? Uh, because uh, they uh, are, are dying a lot. Four times. Okay, here's what I would say is don't stress about Playing, it. don't stress a stress about rushing to objectives, or trying to play it right, or trying to avoid failure, or even worrying too much if you happen to die. Like just take it all in, failures and all, um, because a lot of the joy of that game is in just taking things how you how you would, and if it ends the run, you jump back in and go, okay, okay, I've seen that now. Some of my favourite moments of that game were moments that came out of letting myself fail. Mm. Um, I had some hilarious, really fun deaths. I had some uh, 
What one of my favourite moments in that game still is doing a whole lengthy side quest to to be able to do karaoke because I'd convinced myself I was secretly a rock star. Um, and then failing the performance role to do my karaoke song. And I had to watch three minutes of voiced bad karaoke um, to a half-empty pub of drunk people who did not want to be listening to me as the camera just pans around at everyone having a bad time while I do my very out-of-tune singing to this karaoke song. How, and like, how did that help with your character's um, thoughts that they were a, a rock star? Um... They still believed they were a rock star. Okay. They 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 refused to acknowledge that anything was wrong. Um, okay. Was the 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 way it played out. But um, getting to watch three and a half minutes of terrible awkward warbling got funnier the longer it went on because they just committed to the bit. Yeah. And like that's the kind of thing where it's like I know it. I know everything while you're playing is going to tell you if you've died. That means you've screwed up. Whereas more I would take it here as like, you know, save every now and then so if you die you've got something to jump back to. But death means you are experimenting and you'll sometimes get really fun stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't let the fact that you're dying scare you out of trying to play it the sort of way you want to play it. Uh, I think that's the best advice I can give. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, Drob, hi Drob. Uh, do you anticipate a game in particular in 2020? Breath of the mm. Wild 2? Breath of the Wild 2, if it happens in 2020, um, I... Uh, I don't think Beyond Good and Evil 2 is going to be 2020, and even if it is, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. No. I don't actually know what else due, due to come out this Should year. Should we have a look at games yeah, that have 2020 uh, expected release that dates? That might help. 7 Remake? Yeah, Final Fantasy 7 Remake? You, you, you got any feelings towards that? I'll wait and see. I enjoyed what I played, and I I will... I like the modern 3D Final Fantasies. I will probably enjoy this version of 7. Uh, uh, Doom 64? I would like to play Doom 64 again, because I like that it had like its own art style, that yeah. it had um, specific levels for it. Um, yeah, I, I was in, enjoying that game, and it would be nice to have another chance to play it. And and not on a, an N64 controller. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, uh, Half Life Alex as well. Oh yeah, that's 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 coming to the VR things. Ooh. I, I Minecraft Dungeons too. Oh yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I don't know how I feel about. Still, I don't know what that is gonna be. No interest. I'm, I'm. F- fascinated in a way that I'm like ready to hit the ejector button at any time. Um I just don't want to give money to save their project project Reg. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. I don't know if it's a thing I will do, but we'll see. Um Trials of Mana, which I believe is uh Secret Mana two. Uh Secret Mana the 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 third the third mana game. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, the one that was fan translated years ago. Yeah, it's getting its like fancy 3D uh, remake and that seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed what I played of that Marvel's Avengers game uh, when I played it back at EGX. It, it... Does that not come out? <laughs> no, no, it comes out in May. Oh, The Last of Us Part 2 is in May. I still haven't played the first one. Oh, the first one's great. I fucking love the first one. Ooh, 12 minutes. 
Uh, yeah, 12 minutes is at some point in 2020. That would be cool. That's that one stuck in the time yeah, loop. Yeah, yeah. yeah where it... The one from the sort of zero point perspective. Yes, where like above. the police are going to break in and, and shoot. Is it your mm-hmm. wife that they shoot or who um, breaks I, in? I think that was the trailer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, destroy all humans? Oh, it's THQ. Mm, maybe not. Uh, there's a new Bendy game. Bendy and the Dark Revival. Ooh. I enjoy Ink Machine, so maybe. Deadly Premonition 2. I'm very hype. I'm very hype to give that a go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Freedom Planet 2. I... Oh, was Freedom Planet the... The Sonic alike. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that... I wasn't very good at it, but I very much enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Um, Kerbal 2. I mean, I can respect what Kerbal is. I never got hugely into Kerbal. Uh, Little Nightmares 2? Uh, again... I, I watched, um, sort of Let's Plays of it, and it looked really fun, like a yeah. fun puzzle, puzzle platformer. No More Heroes 3 I'm excited for. I really hope it's better than <laughs> Travis Strikes Again was. Yeah. Psychonauts 2? Gosh, yeah, Psychonauts. <gasps> roller Champions! That Roller oh, Derby, hey. the multiplayer Ubisoft Roller Derby game. Oh, I'm going to lose so much time to Roller Champions. Hellblade 2? Uh, Hellblade 2, like... I mean, I haven't played the first one. I but... The first one is fantastic. I don't feel like it needed a sequel, but I will still definitely play a sequel because the first one was so good, so... Mm-hmm. Curious about the Settlers, because I remember playing, like, Settlers 2? Maybe... Several decades ago, maybe three decades ago. Yeah. Uh, Streets of Rage Four. Mm, yeah. I mean, we've we've had Streets of Rage Fours before. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's fair. We'll, we'll we'll see. Oh, at some point later this month, Twin Peaks VR. Ooh. Uh, we'll be on the quest, and we can mm. we can try that. Mm. I was in a Blade Chronicles DA, so I can play oh, the yes. first one again. Yes, I'm excited for us to maybe go through that together because I I really like that one. Yeah. Because uh, you got it for me like two years ago. Yep. You got me an American one and I don't have a chip Wii. Yes, and we've <laughs> never d- d- done the thing of setting the Wii up to, to play it with. We never got around to it, but we uh, shall do the thing. Um, Those are some games that we have feelings about that are 2020 games. Yeah. Have we got any other questions? Yeah. Uh, board. 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 Oh, that makes sense. I I was trying to read it. I was like, I remember how to pronounce that letter, <laughs> uh, and it wasn't until I actually said it out loud it worked. Um, have you ever uh, have you ever found surprise representation in a piece of media? And if so, where? Nothing's particularly jumping to mind for me. Not that I can think of. Um, the the I wasn't expecting the plot of Gone Home. I wasn't yeah. really expecting anything from Gone Home. That's totally fair. I'd heard awful things about it. I played it. I quite enjoyed it. I, I feel like half the problem for me these days is because I work on the internet in the way that I do. Anytime anything has representation, I get a bunch of tweets going, Oh, have you checked this out? I think you'd really like it because it's good. Well, I won't spoil it, but I think that you particularly would really like it. And I'm like, uh-huh. I, So there's a trans character. It's right? like, oh, there's a trans character or there's a character on the autism spectrum or there's a trans woman on the autism spectrum, perhaps. So, you know, it's some combination of these things. Mm. Or someone's gay. Mm. Like, usually people are not very subtle when they mass tweet me. No. Hey, have you played this yet? Hmm. Um... Maybe, um, uh, One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. I didn't know the specifics. I didn't know that there was a non-binary character in it yeah. until, uh, they popped up. And that was a, that was a pleasant surprise. I miss One Day at a Time. 
Yeah, it's getting yeah. another season. Yay! It, it got bought up by a different network after Netflix cancelled it. <laughs> well, heck, Netflix. Yeah, f- fuck Netflix. I'll, 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 I'll stern up my language. Yeah. Also, <laughs> do you have a favourite mug? A favourite mug? Hmm. My big mug that has all the butts on it. My favourite mug is also my big mug. <laughs> but it's, um, it's a Starbucks mug. <laughs> what was that? It's a Starbucks mug. My ex got me a Starbucks mug. One of the really huge ones. Yeah. Um, I like the hugeness and I like the weight of it. Yeah, this is what I like about the butts one. It's just nice to have... A, it feels like a tankard. Yeah, it, it, and it also doesn't feel like... It, like, I don't like... Like fancy china, yeah, it's too thin. Like I feel like I could put this down, sometimes a bit too heavily because I'm a clumsy fucker, and sometimes I misjudge. High five, clumsy fuckers. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I misjudge things like that high five. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's fine. We are not the people who should be trying to do high fives. No, exactly. <laughs> Somebody's going to end up with like a broken nose or something. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I'm not proud that it's a Starbucks cup, but I don't go there shopping, so yeah. I don't buy any of their products. So yeah. I don't feel too bad about it. It's had tea in it for the last... <laughs> oh my god. Are you realising how long you've had it now? Yeah, it's like 15 years. <laughs> the butt mug I've had probably five years. It's still not broken! I used to have a favourite mug that was actually a really thick glass. Yeah? Like, I I don't know what it was made of, but it was like one of those, um, like the shake glasses you get. Yeah, yeah. That that real thick, heavy, chunky glass with mm. like the, like, um, bits at the bottom that sort of, I can't really describe it. Sort of, it looks sort of like a column at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you could put hot drinks in it, no problem. And then I moved house one time and it just vanished. As these things often do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, Luna asks, what's your favourite video, video game with queer representation? Uh, favourite video game with queer representation? I couldn't even name a video game with queer representation. I mean, that is a bit of a problem, isn't it? Uh, the, fa- the fact that I'm having to scramble my head and go, like, what's what's got good explicit queer representation? Uh, maybe uh, The Missing. The missing J.J. McField and the Island of Memories. That 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 is a good video game that has some good representation. Assassin's Creed, fuck off. <laughs> oh yes, Assassin's Creed, where you can be gay right up until the DLC makes you not be. Oh, Borderlands. Fun? Borderlands. Yeah. Lots of bisexuals in Borderlands, apparently. Um... Uh, the, the, mm, okay, you have to recommend this game at this point with caveats, because, uh, someone who did music for the game had some allegations of sexual assault, which is a bit shitty, but with that context in mind, see, so you understand the context, um, the game Night in the Woods, fantastic, really interesting, um, pansexual, millennial cat girl <laughs> protagonist, uh, battling with mental health issues. Really lovely, cool character that means a lot to me, even if I now have to recommend that game with uh, with heavy caveats attached. I am str- genuinely struggling to think of, of a game that I've... Um, Life is Strange, I guess? Oh, yeah, Life is, life is Strange. Yeah. Life, life is Strange definitely has, definitely has queer representation, and I very much... Like Chloe Price as a character, I think she's fantastic. 
Mario 2? Pardon? Mario 2. Mario, <laughs> Mario 2, I suppose. Um, Gone Home. We mentioned Gone Home a minute ago. Yeah. But I didn't think that was a really good game. I it thought was a, it was a good game. It was a game. nice experience. <laughs> I didn't think it was a good game. I like. I, oh, I had a lovely time with it. I know. I know what the the clear cut answer for me is. Okay. Um, Ellie, uh, the Last of Us, the Last of Us. I've not played it. Um, she gay, and Yay. she gonna be gay in the Last of Us two when she is the primary playable protagonist. Woo! Oh, Sayonara Wild Hearts is a recent one. Sayonara Wild Hearts is good and gay. How gay that game? Oh, that get that game is. Kissing all of the girl stereotypes montage gay. Uh, Emma Goldman asks, uh, there's been a glut of media attention around trans to- uh, topics lately. How can we make sure that we're not just another fad to the machine and carve out a permanent presence for the trans slash MB performers and creators? I feel woefully uh, not the right person to answer this question. Uh, I, um, all, all I can say is, uh, as long as we keep being loud and visible, we're going to be a talking point and, and that will probably keep us in, in media I think for better need, and worse. I think we need to be loud, visible, and I think we need to be intersectional as hell. Yeah. And support other minority communities so that we can work together. Yeah, yeah, we 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 need to not let them split us apart. Like, you know, none of this uh, LGBT uh, alliance. Yeah, LGBT alliance. Because this is the way that it's done. Is it's you you split off groups bit by bit. You take like this the you take this religious minority, this racial minority, this gender minority, this sexual minority, and you just one by one convince them that the other the other ones they're allied with are the enemy until. They're weaker apart than they are together. Yep. But we are stronger together, and that yeah. is very important. Um, yeah. Y- yeah, I think you can find common ground with other um, oppressed minorities. Indeed. It sucks being not the big group and having people hate you for that when you've done nothing wrong, and we should probably all find some common ground there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about as good as I can get with that answer. Um, but there are probably people far more qualified than I who can better answer that. Yeah, yeah, same here. Well, that is all of the questions. <gasps> all the questions? All of the questions. Well then, time for this. Ooh. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochial Justice Warriors. Brochial Justice Warriors? Brochial Justice Warriors. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad, are you? Oh, I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm a bit excited. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. flying today, but I'm doing yeah. alright yourself. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, mate. Yeah, you uh, been up to much? Oh, you know, you know how it is. Uh, get, getting up with things, seeing the world. Uh, I, I did, unfortunately, however, see someone uh, getting a little bit harassed recently this week. No. Uh, yeah, as 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 happens occasionally, some someone decided they didn't like a characteristic of someone else. Uh, start getting a bit uppity and just sort of Ugh. just loud and boisterous and in their personal space and making them clearly feel a bit uncomfortable. Oh, it's a terrible shame, mate. I, 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 you, you, is this person okay? Yeah, yeah, they're all right. I, uh, thankfully, thankfully, some people who were there did the uh, 
the thing that you hope people will do in this situation of yeah. sort of uh, getting in and, and making sure they're okay. So mm. like, uh, that, they did they did some good steps. Uh, they sat down next to the person who was being harassed. So they had someone with them, and they they were like, okay, yep, you you've you've got someone here fighting your corner in your side. Yeah. Um, there were some people who stood up and just loudly, you know, more than one person at a time. There was a couple of people went. You know, what you're doing to this person is not acceptable, sort of drew some of the attention away and, yeah. and made it clear that the crowd was not on their side and uh, generally just stayed with them and made sure they were safe and, and stood up for them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like recently there has been a bit of a, a rise of this, like, you know, people feeling that it's, uh, it's feeling certain election results yeah. in, in various places have, have made them feel that... Uh, their, their their bigotry is is a a rising tide, it's, and it's, they it's are making right. them it's making them feel emboldened. Yeah, certainly, and and I think we have to do as a society everything we can to try and, and quash that and and stop that getting yeah. any worse, because otherwise we are looking at quite a bleak future. Indeed, and 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 when you know public harassment happens, there's this there's this thing that you have to you have to get past the uh, the bystander effect. Yeah. Um. You've got you've got a couple of of things at play, but whenever there's a crowd witnessing something like harassment, you've got the people in the crowd that assume someone else has already you know gone off to make sure you know to to stop the problem. Yeah. You've got the people who uh you know don't want to get involved because well I don't want to get shouted at. And some of these factors can sometimes go like, well, if no one's standing up, then maybe I'm not supposed to. And it, it, it builds up into inaction in a crowd. And it's a thing you've got to avoid if you can. Um, obviously, it's not always going to be suitable for every person. Like, let's say you're a member of that same minority group's Get, getting in the way might, you know, get you some ire as well. There's situations where you might not feel safe to, to step in. But yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like if you... Are, are able to safely do so, which I think is is particularly so if you are say uh, a cis straight white man that that is is around perhaps. Uh, but like, if you are able to do so, try and try and step in and help if you can do so safely. You yeah. know, because if there's one thing that's worse than being harassed, it's being harassed and there are people around and everyone looks like they're trying to look away and pretend they don't see it happening. Yeah, because at that point, you as the victim can feel very much like, at least, oh, is this how the world is now? This yeah. is just my life just for now. We need we need to step up and not let that be the case and, and, and you know, stand in when... Stand up for people. Yeah, absolutely. Make, make bullies and, and harassers and bigots feel unwelcome and like they are not able to just get away with this shit. Because they aren't welcome. Exactly. Oh. Do you uh, fancy a drink? Yeah, let's have the hog. Yeah. Ah, good on, mate, good on. Good on, good on. Yeah. Shall I uh, pop the kettle on? Yeah, I've got a cup of tea. Nice, nice. So, Laura. Me? You, Mr. Dove. Me, Mr. Dove? Where can we find you? You. <gasps> you. Me? You. On the internet. Laura K. Buzz in all of the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. If, you can, if you're able to, to chuck in a dollar a month or more... Now's a really good time to do it if you can afford to do so because 
every year after Christmas there is a dip, and uh, it, I could really, I would really appreciate the support if possible. Um, other than that, laurakbuzz.com, absolutely everything I post ends up there, be it written features, freelance work, videos, podcasts, etc. I did a video uh, recently that I'm very proud of that you should, I, I would ask people to check out called Gaming Needs Some Better Basic Accessibility Improvements in 2020. Uh, it is available as a written article or on youtube.com slash laurakbuzz. Uh, I talk about four very easy to implement uh, accessibility things that we really need to see going forward, particularly with this being a year where new consoles are happening and we can set a precedent for standardised things moving forward. Um, so go check that out. I've got books. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, that's coming out in October 2020, earlier if you back it on Unbound. Um, it's an illustrated coffee table book of silly and serious video game character butt reviews. There is Uncomfortable Labels, which is out now as a physical book, um, wherever books are sold, or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. Other than that, there's Pixel Squirt, a podcast where I review video game pornography. Dice Funk, which is a podcast where I play D&D. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, and 6, which are all self-contained stories. And look out around now for my big feature about uh, indie games in 2020 that I am excited for. Hey, bye. What about you, Jane? Me? I'm Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube, and I'm uh, paypal.me slash janemagnet and patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. I write on stonedmonkeyradio.blog. I recently put up my Wattam review, so you can go and check that out if you want to know my thoughts about Wattam, which was delightful. Um, Redbubble.com slash people slash radio, and you can get a butt plug soup t-shirt or something like that. Wouldn't you like a butt plug soup t-shirt or a bath mat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of tempted to get... <laughs> a bunch of my own stuff. But there uh, we go. I mean, I'd be up for us having that stuff in our house. <laughs> Bad plug soup. Uh, yeah. Um, and oh, twitch.tv slash janiac. I stream on Tuesday and Thursday nights. Come say hi. Join the other potatoes. All my lovely sexy potato squad. So, Laura. <laughs> me. Sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs> <laughs>